Hey, y'all. Welcome to the People Purpose Podcast, the show that explores all of the ins and outs, challenges and opportunities HR people managers and all people face at work every day. I am one of your co-hosts, Chaz Fields, and I'm with my colleague, Julie Devlin. Julie, I do that every time, and I don't understand why you can't just hop in. I want well, you to say I want your it to name. Be as awkward as possible. For you. <laughs> <laughs> hey, what is it? Seven seconds of silence. It forces someone to feel obligated to talk. Really? So, but they say that true friendship is when silence between two people is comfortable. That's true. I that's know. Very true. I always, always, always think about that. I heard that quote when I was like a kid or something, and. Yeah. Whenever I'm with someone where I feel like silence isn't comfortable, I'm like, oh my gosh, I guess we're not really real friends. I know that's completely irrational, um, but I wonder it, what people thought when you and I were sitting just in <laughs> in the casino together, and I was watching you play slots, not talking to each other at all. <laughs> was that, that the time? That, that's that a the sign time we were our... sitting on the same. It was like a big seat. You, we were both sitting. Yeah, on the seat. you hit the bonus like six times in a I row. Know, it was insane. I know. And then you got up, and I lost all my money. So let's talk. <laughs> Let's talk about how that's your fault. Let's talk oh, about that's it. That's fine. I, you know what? I get blamed for a lot. That's oh, all right. So, oh, uh, let me get my tiny violin, Chaz. Uh, let me get my tiny violin. Okay. Well, hey, before we get started, y'all, uh, go rate and review us, please. That's a general public service announcement. And thank you for doing that in advance. Also, Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Yes. Yes. A, new Year, new me, Jules. New Chaz, Year, new me. What? let me ask you this question. Is this going to replace Tell Me Something Good? Yes. Okay. Actually, no. It's going to enhance Tell Me Something Good. I'm at your Tell me something good. (laughs) Tell me something good that you're looking forward to for the year ahead. For the year ahead? Yeah. Uh, I am actually looking forward. So, um, I, I, there is a medical issue. It is not a serious medical issue, but I have surgery coming up to fix said issue, mm-hmm. which will allow me to get back on um, my bike mm-hmm. and start to get cardio in at a more frequent basis and, and regular basis. So I'm very, very excited about that. And for many who know me, I am kind of a uh, a Peloton junkie, if you will. I love riding the bike. I love the the workout programs and I can still lift weights, Julie, but I mm-hmm. can't do the classes that I've wanted. I haven't ridden in like over a year. So I'm really excited. What, where can people follow you on Peloton, Chess? Chuck Flies. Chuck F L Y S Chuck flies. I actually add, I add that to my bio slide when I'm speaking (laughs) on stage and I always have one person in the room, at least one that that we we trade followers. I, I, you can follow me at go Phillies on Peloton. Um, yeah, I know go Phillies. Right. Uh, I, so the Peloton was like my complete saving grace during the pandemic. It really Uh was. And then after we were able to get back in person and I was at the gym for a while, I was able to, you know, do that instead. Um, but now I've been pelotoning again much, much more frequently. And right. this is not an ad for them, trust me. Um, but uh, they have just so many different uh, options for when you travel. So it's really we, good. We actually have a UKG uh, team, yep. team, lack of a better term, group community, if you will, that we all yeah. rode together through the pandemic. And there's still some that, that do it now with everything going back to 
somewhat what it was before as far as scheduling it's hit or miss on how many people join but i, I we love that community we would all text each other and be like yeah i beat you and whatever. <laughs> so it's, it's a lot of fun yeah well i'm short so i'll never win a bike race but what? um what no, I was going to ask you, tell me about your enhancement for 23. Like, what are you My looking forward to? The enhancement to tell Oh, me Chaz, I'm good. looking forward to working more with you. Oh, no. Uh, I, I, <laughs> no, no, no. Um, I'm Take actually, it back. I'm actually looking forward to some of the events that you and I are going to do together. Um, it's going to be fun. It, yeah, yeah. I know we're going to be going to New York City soon and uh, uh, doing an event there. And um yeah, I, I'm Vegas. We've got, we're yeah, doing like a yeah, we're doing tour. a lot. We're, we're like doing a, a lot. Tour. I think, I think that 2023 is going to open up more opportunities for us. But I think also when I look forward to a new year, everything that's happened over the past say, three years now, right? All, all you know is what you don't know. Right. So we have to be able to adapt on the fly. Um, we have to be able to, uh, you know, innovate and change when, when needed. Um, and I, I think that's really a larger conversation about the workplace too. Um, right. As people, I think we need to be that way, looking forward to the year ahead, but <clears throat> also as as workers, um, because again, I, I've said this before on the podcast. I say it in my speeches. Somebody asked you five years ago if we'd be towards the tail end of a global pandemic. Nobody would have said, of course we would be. And that just shows you that we don't know what we don't know. Right. And we have to be ready to adapt and change. Love it. Well, that's yeah. actually a great segue in ways for the business stat of the day and how to to somewhat invest in yeah. in some of these things, right? So uh, business stat of the day, just 29% of senior leadership positions in the world are held by women. Mm -hmm. um, I'm going to do multiple here, Julie, uh, because I think it sets us up. So 87% of mid-sized companies worldwide will have at least one woman in senior management positions. Mm -hmm. And of the Fortune 500 companies, 44 of those are led by women. Yes. And that 44 number, Chaz, is the largest that it's ever been. Right. Um, so with the caveat of that 44 number changes here and there, you know, plus minus a few, uh, depending on the time of year and whatnot. So, you know, whenever you're listening to this podcast, <laughs> that may or may not be ex exact. Right. Um, but you were going to ask me what my first thoughts about that were. Um, I had a feeling you were going to ask that. because uh, I, I ask it every time. <laughs> it, it, you, you do. You do. Um, and I will tell you my first thought I just said, but my second thought is that mm. we're getting there. We're getting there to a place that is better than what we were. Um, and the focus has really been more so on senior leadership positions, involving more diversity, involving more people of color, involving mm -hmm. more women, involving, mm -hmm. you know, different uh, generations, right? Mm -hmm. New mindsets um, as we move towards the, uh, the future. So I think that uh, this is a good stat for what we're going to talk about today. And of course, we, we do try to at times take stats that are going to be a good segue into what we're going to be talking about. And when we're talking about leadership um, and leadership roles, I think that we as organizations, as companies, mm -hmm. we have a really, really good opportunity um, that maybe a lot of us don't take as often as we, as we should to okay. shape new generations of leaders. Okay. 
So <laughs> what we're going to talk about today is leadership development, but in the realm of how can organizations tap into different areas, uh, either locally, you know, uh, statewide, et cetera, to provide their employees opportunities to gain leadership development opportunities. Yeah, I, that, that's that was going to be my first thought when I look at this. My first thought is is I love seeing the numbers increase. I love seeing the numbers increase. I think uh, it doesn't matter who you are, how you identify. If you are the person that is best fit for the job, absolutely, like go and do and achieve your dreams. My wife, who is in um, a management position. Uh, you know, I'm just like, go, baby, go like just go and do and, uh, and super proud. But as these numbers continue to rise, you know, we've talked several times in the podcast in the past where, you know, diversity of thought and diversity of individuals and, and the things that come with that mm-hmm. have proven that your business will be better. And that also includes women in leadership positions and and having that dialogue and discussion and making sure that we are keeping everyone at the top of mind to move into a position of leadership. And it's really impressive to see um, these numbers grow. Now, obviously, this episode is not just about women. When we look at, uh, you know, leadership, and we talk a lot about leadership, Julie, and what it means to be leaders. But when we were talking about this, In in prepping for this, we had this moment of what are ways that companies can tap into developing leaders? And Mm -hmm. it doesn't always fall on the responsibility of the company. I think a lot of it falls on the responsibility of the individual. In fact, most of it should fall on the responsibility of the individual, my opinion, right? So I would love to hear your perspective. Okay. Before yeah. UKG. All right. Mm-hmm. Sorry. I'm not only before UKG. Can you talk about your first experience of being developed into <laughs> well, a leader? Well, my first experience of being, being developed into a leader, I was not developed. I was put into a leadership position and I sort mm-hmm. of had to figure it out. I think a mm-hmm. lot of people are put in that, in that position. And sometimes when we get there, we feel like we're fledgling a little bit and not really sure what it is that we need to do to lead, mm-hmm. um, you know, leadership and, and that, that word and the definition of it, it's going to change based on who you ask. It's also going to change based on industry. It's going to change based on the, the makeup of the company. It's going to change based upon the confidence of the person in the role. Um, and that that's both internal and external confidence. Right. Mm-hmm. So I think though, um, you know, when I was put in a position of leadership, um, I, I, I tried to make the most of it. I was 23 at the time. Um, I had no idea what I was doing. Um, and I truly did learn on the job, um, how to be a professional. Um, but one of the things that my organization did, which is sort of what I want to talk about today, uh, have a conversation with you about Chaz is provided me, um, external opportunities to network and to build mm-hmm. leadership skills, uh, via leadership programs. Now, um, we're gonna. I'm going to talk in a little bit about something I just did recently uh, through UKG. Um, but back when I was at my other organization, uh, I was given the opportunity to go through a local leadership program that was in conjunction with our local chamber of commerce. Mm. Um, and the way that this program was structured 
was it was every week for, I believe it was 12 weeks. Um, every week we would go to a different sort of aspect of business that made the county run. Um, so for example, this was a farming community. So we went to a couple of local farms and we learned how those were run from a business perspective. Um, we went to, uh, the newspaper back when they printed lots of newspapers. Um, we went there to learn how, you know, the news was, was taken care of and how the things were printed, et cetera, how it was distributed. Um, so it was a cohort. And it was myself with other leaders from the county. I think it was like 20 of us. Mm -hmm. uh, and then we had a leader who was taking us around doing these things, sort of like, um, what would I call it? A, a field trip? You know? <laughs> I, yeah. I, I called it an adult field trip. I'm yeah. like, did you get to take an adult field trip? To yeah, it, it, it literally was an adult field trip right down to the bag lunches um, because <laughs> we did have brown bag lunches uh, on, some of the, on some of the trips. But so I mean, we, it was such a great opportunity for me. Um, and, it, and here's the kicker. It was not a huge investment money-wise for the organization. And I think this is an opportunity that some of – uh, some of the companies that might be smaller in nature, whoops, sorry mm -hmm. about that noise. I'm just going <laughs> to, that was me. Um, emails don't stop yeah, just because we're recording. Let's be clear. Stop. And, and Chaz later, <laughs> late, later Chaz is going to um, yell at me for not turning off my notifications. I just want everybody to know that. Uh, yeah. um, I can, I can see, I, he's going to yell. Um, I can I'm see, cringing internally. I can see the steam coming through his ears um, <laughs> because he makes sure he always turns off his notifications. I remind anyway. you every time before every episode love I you mean, anyway I, I, yeah, uh, <laughs> um back to leadership Chaz. um being a true leader you would understand that i just forgot okay um <laughs> so lots of opportunities here and i think something that organizations need to do is look at places like their local chamber of commerce look at areas like that right to see what kind of leadership development is out there i just spoke for a long time you go no no that's <laughs> i mean you're spot on right so so what what i take from what you just said is you don't know what you don't know and mm -hmm. something that created a memorable experience that was developing you as a professional had nothing to do with the workplace that you were involved with. Now, did they, you know, send you to it or notify you of it? Yes. And that is where I see the catalyst being. And, and, and the reason I say that is not everybody can be a, a manager. Not everybody can, you know, be the CEO or the vice president, mm -hmm. but if a company's doing their job and doing it well and investing in their employees to create leaders, they're setting that individual up for future success, maybe even for another company or for another competitor, but they have to know about the program, right? Mm -hmm. Like they have to know about the program. And that's, what's really special about your story is you remember you weren't a leader, you went to something and they're like, yeah, we're going to invest in you. And if it, if it's a free program, another piece is we actually have a colleague, um, that, that has done a similar experience, but this specific community, um, in Iowa has a, a leadership Institute mm. that for people who may not choose to go down the path of quote unquote leadership and corporate environment mm -hmm. that they can go and learn, you know, under different components of a curriculum on how to be a leader in the community. So, so things like, um, you know, awareness of 
current community conditions or issues. And then they have specific areas within that, that you can go and look. And I want to pull it up here because I'm, I messaged this individual earlier and it was like natural resources, governmental infrastructure, culture, community resources. And it really gives an opportunity to see a broader picture. So you talk about how the, the community was ran. This is kind of the same thing, but you also, you know, a government, for lack of a better term, does have business components with it. Mm-hmm. So you're you're learning about how you better your community. You're learning about how you are going to be shaped as a leader in ways that you want to learn and grow. And this program essentially has a graduation piece to say you are now deemed a leader in the community. Go and do something different. And companies are still trying to figure this out right? Yeah. Companies are still trying to figure out how they do it. And I just thought it was so impressive to hear this individual's story and how it's made an impact with them. And and they are viewed as a leader in the community. I just think it's really special. When I went through this leadership program, I came out of it with a certificate as well. We actually had a, we actually had a little, not graduation ceremony, but a Mm -hmm. wrap up ceremony with a lunch. And then the leaders from our particular organizations would come to this and it it would really be the uh, the folks who were in the program would be celebrated. Now I, we're talking about this because what I what I want organizations to think about, what I want mm-hmm. leaders to think about, are ways, economical ways, and easy ways that we can take individuals in our organizations that we think have leadership potential and put them through programs such as this mm-hmm. to see what happens, see what that what comes out of it. You know the the networking that that I was able to. Um, you know, be a part of at a young age mm-hmm. uh, and gain these leadership skills, it mm-hmm. really made an impact throughout my whole career. I love that. I think the big question that is often missed, Julie, is how do leaders want to be educated, mm-hmm. right? And and there was a survey that, that the global leadership forecasted that talks about, you know, 39% from the survey of leaders want the formal in-person training. Now I get fired up talking about uh, training and recruiting. This is what my master's was focused in, you know, with HR management. And where I find this is that's a question that gets missed. Right. And now, now I firmly believe that formal in-person training, especially when it comes to leadership needs to happen face to face. And and the reason I say that, and I know that the pandemic has changed a little bit of that. There also is a large appetite for people who want to have the in-person training to build camaraderie and, and the things that come along with that. But it does. What I like about in-person training is it caters to multiple learning styles. Yes. And 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 that is often missed where we kind of are like, well, you know, there's a big uproar and well, hybrid work or remote work should stay forever. And I agree. Mm-hmm. But I can't I I can only learn in this specific environment when I'm remote when there could be a root cause of, you know, I just really don't want to travel. And and I would beg to see future studies on mm-hmm. how in-person training that caters to multiple learning styles will be or can be more successful than someone sitting behind a desk. So yeah. w- uh, what other stat from that survey can you kind of share with? <sighs> yeah. Share I mean, there's, there's, you know, external coaching as well. Um, mm-hmm. You know, even one-on-one external leadership coaching, but yeah. what I, what I want to talk about really, you know, those stats are important and everything, but mm-hmm. you know, what, what in, in, 
talking about this topic for this episode, what I want those of you who are listening to come away with, or what I hope you come away with, is to think a little bit differently about the opportunities that you can provide uh-huh. your people for leadership development. Think outside the box. Partner uh-huh. with local uh, community colleges and universities. Um, you know, See what kind of leadership programs they have. Uh-huh. There are things out there I can almost guarantee that you don't know about. And uh, you know, I'm not, not saying that you don't know, right? But there are so many programs, and so many of them are either free or really, really economically, um, you know, <laughs> economical, right? Um, for organizations, one of the reasons I wanted to talk about this topic, Chaz, for this episode, mm-hmm. is because of something I did very recently at UKG. Mm-hmm. Um, and is it okay if I start talking about that now? Yeah, no, I think okay, it's okay. I didn't well, know if you had something else. We don't have else. to ask for permission. Yeah, Chaz, I'm asking permission if I could say something. <laughs> Um, I would absolutely never ask you for permission, Charles. Anyway, uh, I called him Charles, folks. <laughs> he loves that. Um, so we, I had the opportunity, along with over a hundred of our of my of my peers mm-hmm. um, at UKG Women, to go to the Massachusetts Conference for Women. UKG made an investment in us. And they made an investment and it was a one day conference. Um, But we were also afforded the opportunity to have networking chances with our colleagues in in another setting. So we had a dinner the night before the conference um, where we were able to get together and, uh, you know, talk and network and learn from each other. I, I learned so much from colleagues who I had just met at this conference um, uh, for organ- places in the organization that I've never touched mm. um, that I will never likely touch like engineering. I'm not an engineer, but I <laughs> sat at dinner with one of our engineers who's been at the organization mm. over eight years. And i learned so much from her. Sure. Um, and I, I'm just going to stop there and let you talk for a minute. I could go on and on. <laughs> no, I it's, it's really special. I think if I'm, if I'm sitting down and thinking about developing a, a, a program, Right or or trying to find as the word you mentioned economical or inexpensive ways to develop leaders. This is a really um, it's a critical piece to identify those who really desire to be leaders. I think a lot of people say, "Oh yeah, I absolutely am a leader." Oh, I want to be a leader. Things that you're talking about help companies diagnose and assess the type of leader that they could be or the strengths or weaknesses that they have. Mm-hmm. Right. And and that's, what's so cool about this whole thing. When I think about evaluating strong leaders, if I'm sitting in a room and, you know, you and I often may lead discussions, but we always take a step back, especially in the workshops that we do to identify around the room, who is the person that's willing to pick up the pen and be a scribe. Yep. Right. I look at that as leadership in some ways because sure. I'm like that individual, usually it's like, well, I don't have good handwriting or, oh, this or, oh, that. And then you have that, imp- that person said, Hey, give me the, give me the marker. I'm going to go and be the scribe for this, you know, as you're doing it. I like that. I like that. In the same group, there's also people that recognize their strengths and say, you know what? I'm going to be the idea person right fast. And then correct me if I'm wrong, whatever the case may be also a component of leadership. Mm-hmm. So now we we're starting to see how this picture unfolds. One person may be an idea person, leader. The other person may be someone who can capture those ideas and then portray them in a way that is consumable, 
also a good leadership quality, mm-hmm. right? So the the program that you went to, and, and my wife was also there. I know you all sat and had dinner and, and my wife- Talked about listening. you. Yes. Uh, I'm just she, kidding. We didn't. <laughs> no, it's, that's fine. Uh, I'm just she kidding. Had, it, it, it was a great investment because I'm getting texts and, and, and calls throughout the day, you know, when she had breaks or whatever. And, and how inspired that so many left that conference. And, and I love seeing other people thrive, you know, especially because she's my wife, but you came back to me too and said, Oh my gosh, I can go back to our text message. This has been amazing. Yeah. What's that going to do for uh, recruiting and retention? Yeah. That's the other part of it. Um, You know, uh, organizations that invest in leadership development, you know, those folks who are being invested in are going to tell their friends, <laughs> um, they're going to tell their friends that this organization cares, you know, about my development. It's going to th- tell their friends, um, you know, this is something that you can do too, and you should join us. Right. And then they're going to tell their friends it's a snowball effect. But, um, you know, the other part of this is that UKG sponsored this event. Um, so yeah, so what, what was able to happen is, you know, our logo was everywhere. Um, so, it wasn't just UKG folks at the conference. There were 5,000 people, only a hundred of us. Um, so, you know, they were able to see that UKG invests in these kind of causes, invests mm-hmm. in their organization. Um, when I, when our name was, uh, was announced as a sponsor, you know, everybody cheered and, you know, that kind of thing. So it's just a feel good kind of thing. And, um, you know, I, I would encourage, um, uh, those of you who are in positions to provide your employees leadership opportunities, to just Google what's around your area. Um, go to some of these conferences, sponsor them. Um, it's a great place to recruit, a great place to show that your organization um, cares about DEI and B initiatives, uh, mm-hmm. cares about uh, people of color who are, are leaders, uh, you know, Asian Americans, uh, Latin uh, and, uh, you know, uh, Mexican Americans, you know, I think that uh, it's important uh, just to be visible in these spaces and mm-hmm. to show that your organization uh, will invest um, both monetarily, but also intellectually um, in your people. I think that's, that's really, right. really important. So I'm happy if anybody has any questions about this, um, you know, please reach out to Chaz or I, um, and, you know, we can talk more about the opportunity. Um, but mm-hmm. it was the Massachusetts Conference for Women. You can also Google that and take a look. There are, are, are conferences for women all over the states, every state, um, and I'm assuming internationally, too. Um, so just just Google it. See what's out there. See what's possible. Um, you know, sometimes we just know what we know and we don't know what we don't know. Right. Yep. That's why Google's great, Chaz. We can just go and search. Right. We can, <laughs> we, can all, we can all be researchers. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> and, and then and then take what you learn from those back to your teams and create development assignments and think about ways that you can coach the team members, you know, that that are working with you and for you. So you have an opportunity to really help them thrive and and understand, Hey, look, like we want you to become the best employee and hear ways that we can do it. Even if there's not a manager or leadership quote unquote position. Open. Yeah. And Chaz, I found my purpose today. Cause we're going to finish here. I found my purpose in going to this conference. That was my purpose. <laughs> I I will tell you that I found my purpose in being inspired hearing your story, my wife's story, and many other stories and, and what they've learned. It, it shows that there is something greater to be achieved constantly. Yes. And and hearing the inspiration that you all felt has, has inspired me. So, uh, Julie, you want to close this out? 
Yeah, a few reminders before we leave. Don't forget to like and subscribe. Use the hashtag PeoplePurposePod on social media sites like Twitter and LinkedIn. Also, be sure to check out the latest blogs and research from the Workforce Institute at UKG by visiting WorkforceInstitute.org. Thanks so much, Cass. Thanks for listening, y'all. Cheers. Bye. Bye. Bye.